being empathetic doesn't mean agreeing. And that's a big concept, uh, you know, to really let it sink in. Welcome, my friend, to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. And before we get into the show in today's episode, which I know you'll get a lot of value from because we're, we stay out of all the fluffy stuff and we get straight into the good stuff of real estate investing advice, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, and that's Patch of Land. Uh, they are making this show possible and they're making tons of flipping projects possible all across the country. If you don't know about Patch of Land, then they are the number one company to go to for uh, projects that you're flipping uh, because they have all the money available right now. Um, once you get approved for your your deal and yourself as a sponsor or a borrower, um, you're going to be funded by them. And then they go raise the money through their crowdfunding platform. So you don't have to worry about all that. They'll take care of the, the money and the funding for you. You just have to worry about making sure your project's, project's a success. Uh, they've got something really cool for you. So um, if you are just learning about crowdfunding, uh, they've come up with a guide. It's called the Top 10 Crowdfunding Questions Guide. And they're all the, the questions that you might be asking yourself. And they're all the answers. They don't leave you hanging. They've got answers too. All the answers to those, those 10 crowdfunding questions. So you can go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Uh, and if you think you know everything about crowdfunding, I check this guide out just in case because there are some interesting aspects that you'll learn. So go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and we've got Skill Set Sunday for you, which if you don't know, let me tell you what it's all about. On Sundays, we talk about a specific skill that you can implement with your real estate investing business, and it's going to help you in your business. We've talked about the three S's that um, my Tony Robbins coach, Trevor McGregor, talked about, where uh, first is state, the second is story, and the other strategy. On a previous episode, we've talked to other best ever guests, and today we're going to talk to, boy, one of my closest friends, just love love you to pieces, <laughs> love you to pieces, Carla Blumenthal. I've known her, let's see, all through our advertising days, and then we both ventured and started doing some entrepreneurship stuff, now we're both on our own, took different paths, but similar similar mentalities with how we approach things. And I am just so darn happy and I have the warm and fuzzies to have you on the <laughs> show and for you to share some insight with the best ever listener. So welcome Carla Blumenthal. Thank you so much, Joe. It is an honor, such an honor to be here. Well, I'm pumped because, you know, I've seen how your career has progressed and just shot up tremendously as you've ventured off on your own as an entrepreneur. Carla is based in New York City, New York. She is the founder of T Plus Purpose, and I'll let her talk a little bit about that organization. She has done a TEDx talk that's titled Why There's Freedom and Discomfort, and she's going to 
Well, you know what? I didn't ask you what's a interesting fact about you. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What's an interesting fact about you, Carla B? Oh, wow. Let's see. I'm trying to think of something off the cuff. I mean, I think something cool, actually, was it three years ago? Right now, I was in Africa. Um, I was in Uganda volunteering at a school. And I know you were heavily involved in helping fundraise to send, we sent 20 girls to school in at Arlington Academy of Hope in Uganda. So three years ago, right now, I was there. That's awesome. Yes. And that was with the organization. She's the first, right? Yes. And you've been instrumental in helping raise funds for that as well. Yeah. Well, I believe in that organization. And that was the first nonprofit organization I partnered with as as an entrepreneur. Definitely loved the cause. So Carla is going to talk to us about empathy and being being empathetic towards the people we come across. And Carla, before we get into kind of your background, as you say, as you talk about your background, can you give the best ever listeners just very succinctly, what is the benefit and what will they get out of spending time with us over the course of the next 15 to 20 minutes? Sure. So empathy seems like a pretty large concept, but today we're going to talk about the four steps to incorporating empathy in your professional and personal life. So what is the, the benefit for, for the listeners, for the real estate investors who are listening, the best ever listeners? Yeah. Once they implement these four steps, what are they getting out of it? Yeah. So empathy is based in connection. And as we all know, connection fuels relationships and relationships fuel business. So honestly, it's, it's helping you create stronger, more authentic relationships, which in turn will help you as you navigate your real estate career. Yeah. And it's so interesting. You know, I, I remember whenever I was first becoming an entrepreneur, and studying things. And they said, Tony Robbins talks about 80% of it's psychology and 20% mechanics. And it's interesting whenever we talk about things like this, relationships and having stronger, more authentic relationships, how some people might be like, oh no, well, I want like, I want to know how to find a motivated seller, or I want to find as many buyers as possible. I want to increase my buyers list. Well, here's the deal. You'll find all those things by implementing a skill set like we're about to discuss. Mm -hmm. Because when you have this skill set, you're able to have those meaningful connections with others and develop those meaningful relationships. So I'm excited to, to talk about this. And before we get into that, can you talk a little bit about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. So I am currently a coach and a consultant. Um, I work with people as a coach to sort of, well, uh, work with them on empathy and sort of connecting with themselves and creating stronger relationships in their lives that fuel their personal and professional. Um, a lot of it goes back into business and, and helping them create stronger relationships at work so that you know they can have a, a more successful career. So that's my my coaching practice side. And then as a consultant, I help a lot of different organizations with their uh, communication strategy and just 
communicating and building programs that are more authentic in the world. So in the past, I've worked on campaigns mostly centered around girls and women and sort of leadership skills, helping create curriculum around different leadership skills. So that's what I'm currently doing now. My past, I you know, was with you in, 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 in an advertising career at an agency and brand side. So sort of stemmed from a career in rooted in marketing and understanding consumer. And now I'm sort of back working with people one-on-one as an entrepreneur to help them have more authentic relationships and communicate clearly. And I mentioned T plus purpose at the beginning. Can yeah. you give a little bit of context around that and what it is? Sure. So I started T Plus Purpose. It's basically a personal development group for women in their 20s and 30s to create more meaningful connection with themselves so that they understand and can make better and more informed relation, uh, more informed decisions in business and career and life. So we host little tea groups um, throughout New York and in different chapters across the U.S. where people can come, connect, and just you know, be able to make more informed decisions based off of topics. We talk about fear, anxiety, sort of the the softer skill set. We see a skill set as having hard skills and then also softer skills. And so we sort of focus on developing those softer skills so they can go out in the world and work on those harder skills. All right. So let's talk a little about the subject at hand and the skill set that you're going to teach us about. How should we approach empathy? Sure. So empathy is always a choice and there's different ways to look at it. There's a difference between empathy and sympathy is really understanding what that person is going through. So it's connecting to the emotion that they are stating or they are showcasing versus sympathy is sort of taking a, a disconnected approach. So looking and saying, oh, I feel bad for that person versus actually getting on their level and connecting to what's going on. So, for example, if you are if you're feeling um, angry and you're let's say you're a tenant and you say, hey, I, I don't know what's what's a scenario that may happen. I just had some bugs crawl into my bedroom and I need some pest inspection be done and maybe some spraying. So a sympathetic approach would say, that's too bad. At least you still have the apartment. You know, I guess, you know, we'll try to figure something out. So sort of taking a disconnected approach and saying, at least, you know, at least the kitchen's working. Or at least, you know, something or something else, you know, is is going on versus an empathetic approach would be saying, "Mm, I recognize in that other person, obviously they're angry and replying and saying, I recognize that you are feeling some anger. I can understand why this isn't a scenario we we like to happen. We're going to do our best to quickly resolve this. And hopefully, you know, we can hear the steps we're going to take. But it's it's acknowledging the emotion that is that the other person is uh, communicating to you. And we'll work through those exact four steps on how to do that. When you take that approach, I guess two thoughts come to mind. One is if you continue down that road, it could lead to a much longer conversation with the tenant And I imagine that's a good thing in the long run, but in the short term, you might have a lot of other things to do and you just simply can't spend 20 minutes 
kind of delving into their side of things because you've got a lot of other things going on? Is it you need to reallocate your time so you can do that? Or are there short ways to have empathy towards somebody where it doesn't monopolize, you know, 15, 20, an hour, 60 minutes of your time? Sure. I mean, I think it's listening for, there's a difference between the context versus the content. So I think during the conversation or the email, what you're looking for is the context clues. So what the root of what you want to get to is what is the emotion they are trying to communicate? And if it's you want to get to that emotion as quickly as possible, because then you want to say that you recognize what they're going through. Because I think people, when they're going through a challenging situation, oftentimes they just want to be heard, recognized, and then have it resolved. So if you bypass, if you don't recognize what's happening, there might fuel more anger. So listen for, sort of ignore all of the extraneous information and try to get to that point as quickly as possible. What is that main emotion they are trying to communicate? And repeat that emotion. So I recognize you're feeling angry or, you know, what, whatever that may be or frustrated and try to get to that fast so that you can bypass all these additional information. That's interesting. That's interesting. So when you're coming up or someone comes up to you or shoots you an email, first is to hear it, Mm -hmm. listen to it, hear it, internalize it. Second is to recognize them by basically restating what you are picking up that they're putting down. And then third is to have a solution or at least a a plan for the solution. Yeah. And I think maybe now is a good time to sort of go through those very distinct steps that we can, so people can remember. And actually this framework depends on who you're speaking with. So before you start this four-step framework, really think to yourself, okay, is this a personal scenario with a friend or, you know, a loved one, or is this, you know, business and how do I need to funnel them through it? So that's sort of the pre-context to this. So I like to think of this, you can say L-R-R-S as the the four-step framework relating to each one of them. So that is LERS. This is the LERS (laughs) step? (laughs) Sure, sure. So let's say that and the, the, the S step depends on who you've identified. Is it personal or is it professional? So we'll get to that. So the first one is listen. And we, I mentioned this briefly. So you're listening for the context versus the content. So some people might be, you know, if it's a personal relationship and they're coming up to you and they're, you know, sort of shrugged over and saying, yeah, I'm having a great time or, you know, whatever the scenario might be, or yeah, I'm happy in our relationship, but their body language isn't communicating that. Try to identify those additional body language scenarios. So it's really listening for, listening with your, all of your senses for uh, the context of what they're communicating to you versus what they're verbally saying. Does that make sense? Yep. 
Great. Next is R. So relate to the emotion in yourself. So you're listening and you're identifying that emotion. And then you're saying, "Mm, I see that this person is frustrated or they feel uneasy. I recognize in myself a time when I've felt frustrated or uneasy. And try to, you don't have to actually feel that feeling, but just try to get to the point where you're saying, "Mm, I recognize that I see that in me. And I I recognize that this is another person that shares that. Oh, yeah, that's key. I love that. Uh, It reminds me of when Tony Robbins talks about, and of course, I had to drop Tony Robbins name, you know, me. yeah, yeah. (laughs) It reminds me when he he talks about anytime he goes before an audience, anytime, doesn't matter what the audience is, he first thinks about what does he love and respect about that group of people? And he really has to fill it in his in his core. And I do the same thing before I have, you know, before I speak to any group, I want to relate to the audience as much as I can by knowing what I love about them. And what do we share in common? In this case, you're saying, share the emotion that they're going through not don't necessarily have to experience it. Mm -hmm. But you have to relate to a time when you felt that before just so you can kind of get their same vibe. Exactly. And that's just an internal process in yourself so that then you move to the next steps, which is repeating or relating the emotion they're sharing. So let's say you're in an argument with your spouse. You could say, I recognize or it seems that you are feeling uneasy or it seems that you're feeling frustrated about X, Y, Z. And if that's not correct, they'll say, I'm not feeling that way. I'm feeling X this way. And then they'll just tell you (laughs) if you're wrong. If you're right, they're like, yeah, I'm glad you recognize that because, you know, I wanted this to happen. What if they say, well, no blink that of course I'm feeling mad, you know, because sometimes whenever somebody says, I recognize that you're feeling angry, Joe, it's like, no kidding. I'm feeling angry. Like what the hell? It doesn't take a rocket science to figure that out. It's almost like it's, they could be con. It's like patronizing a little bit. Is there a, a way to approach that differently or is it, are there certain remedies for that? Well, we can come up with different, you know, sort of different language. Obviously we don't want to say like, oh, it seems like you're feeling angry, you know, like <laughs> that's not the right way. It's coming from a place of saying, listen, I want to get on the same page with you. Like, I really want to understand what's going on. So I need you to be as open with me and I with you. So tell me if I'm right. Like, are you feeling this way? Because I want to resolve that. And I want to, you know, I want to move beyond this. Boom. Yeah. So, you know, it, it can be, there can be some context to how you approach it. And, you know, we definitely don't want to come off as like, you know, better than you and just trying to, to, you know, say, say stuff saying, oh yeah, you're this way. It's coming from a place of let's work through this. I want to totally understand what you're going through before I make any assumptions. I love that. Boy, do I love that. That makes sense. So it's, it's not verbatim. This is what you say. It's, this is the approach that we should take is let's work through this. I want to understand what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And so we can resolve it and and work together on the solution. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Okay, that makes sense. And then the last one is S. Now, this depends on who you're speaking with. So if it's a a personal scenario, a lot of times people will come to other people just wanting to be heard. 
Maybe they don't want to always want a solution. So in that scenario, what you can do is you have to sort of gauge what's happening, but you either, the S in a personal scenario is share. So instead of trying to fix everything, saying, oh, I know exactly what to do. Here's what you should do. Here's the outline and sort of pushing your thoughts onto them. Doesn't work. Yeah. Doesn't work. (laughs) People don't want that. So we don't always need to fix in a personal scenario, and a lot of people want to fix to make things better. A lot of guys, yeah. a lot of guys trying exactly. to fix. Exactly. <laughs> so, so beforehand, actually, before this, you could ask, listen, I just want to be, you know, when you're having that other conversation we just talked about, do you want me to help you problem solve or do you want me to just listen? And that's an important question that's rarely asked. But while you're setting up the conversation, like, hey, listen, a lot's happening right now. Tell me how you want me to engage. How do you want me to help? Like just listening or, or helping come up with a solution. So anyway, that final, the fourth point, the S, per, if it's personal, it's share a story as it relates to the emotion. So you don't have to say, here's, here's the plan. You can say, you know what? I totally hear where you're coming from. That's really frustrating. There was a time in my life where, you know, this happened. And don't make it all about you, but just so that they know you're on the same page as them. So if that's for a personal side, if it's, you know, more professional, you can, you know, suggest a solution and try to figure out whether that solution is, needs to be communicated right then or is that solution in a follow-up email or whatever, you know, that scenario presents itself. So that's the the lures. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think, you know, the, the beforehand, the section is, okay, is it personal, professional, or, you know, we can add that question to the top and actually say it, hey, do you want me to problem solve or uh, just, you know, listen? Interesting. Should you have empathy towards anybody? Mm, this is a moral question, Joe. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, it's a tough one. I think, yes. But it's hard when you're dealing with, you know, people who've done pretty bad things. What I like to say to myself is being empathetic doesn't mean agreeing. And that's a big concept, uh, you know, to really let it sink in. You can understand from a human level how other people, what they're feeling. But that doesn't mean you need to agree with what they did. So that can take you down a way rabbit hole when it comes to people who have done not great things. <laughs> so I don't feel fully formed in, in, you know, that being empathetic to everyone. But that's a big thing is that just because you feel for them or you, you understand what they're saying, that, you know, doesn't mean you agree with all of their choices. Makes sense. Carla, this has been a wonderful conversation thank you for being on the show and you outlined the four steps to empathy whenever you're speaking to anybody really and it's the lures approach (laughs) as we've talked about first is listen for the context versus the content of what you're receiving whether it's an email or whether it's spoken you know kind of understanding what's the emotion they're trying to communicate or what emotion are they clearly communicating mm-hmm. sometimes that you don't have to really yeah there's no inference you you know exactly what they're communicating as far as an emotion then relate the emotion to yourself so the r relate the emotion mm-hmm. in yourself within yourself so recognize a time when you felt that you don't have to go live there at that moment exactly. but at least recognize you've been there before you've experienced that emotion 
third is to repeat the emotion by recognizing with them what they're what you think they're experiencing and there's a couple well many different ways to communicate that to them depends on the person depends on the situation and then the s similarly depends on the situation and person you either share a story as it relates to that emotion in a personal scenario or if it's professional and relevant then suggest a solution exactly so you know, you can take this framework anywhere and, you know, I'd be interested to hear from your readers how it goes or your listeners. Awesome. Well, yeah. How can they get a hold of you? Awesome. So I'm at CarlaBlumenthal.com or at T plus purpose, T-E-A-P-L-U-S, purpose.com. And I also coach a lot of clients on this framework and hundreds of others relating to personal development and empathy and relationships. Awesome. Cool. Well, I just love you so much, Carla B. Love and you. Yeah, I'm so glad that you were able to spend some time with us. You truly are a special person, and thank you so much. And you and I will definitely talk soon. Cool. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it. Now it's time for you to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor today, Patch of Land, they're the leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to all of your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners like me, I suspect you're also a student of the real estate game. Because I, I suspect that because you're listening to the podcast and um, you're looking for uh, real estate investing advice to help you move your business forward. And if you check out episode 188, if you haven't already, it's with uh, my friend Joe Stampone. And Joe has, he, he manages over $500 million of properties and he's done over 36 transactions. Joe knows his stuff. And he has a website called A Student of the Real Estate Game. And if you go there, uh, so go to a student of the real estate game.com forward slash best ever, and you'll receive all sorts of cool content that he's aggregated just for you um, and the best ever community. He, he has information from top resources on learning to model real estate deals to uh, 68 challenges of starting and growing a real estate firm. Um, he's got a, t- a blog titled What We Learned Over Four Years of Running Our Own Real Estate Investment Firm. All sorts of good stuff. And it's, it's a non-sales environment. He just wants to give good information and um, share it from all the things that he's learned. I promise you, you're going to get a lot out of it. I do. I'm, I'm reading every one of these blog posts and I'm learning something from each one of them. Go check it out, a student of the real estate game dot com forward slash best ever. <laughs>